and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading Cinderella. The wife of a rich man fell ill, and as she felt her end approaching, she called her only daughter to her bedside and said, Dear child, be good and pious. Then the dear Lord shall always assist you, and I shall look down from heaven and take care of you. Then she closed her eyes and departed. After her mother's death, the maiden went every day to visit her grave and weep, and she remained good and pious. When winter came, snow covered the grave like a little white blanket, and by the time the sun had taken it off again in the spring, the rich man had a second wife, who brought along her two daughters. They had beautiful and fair features, but nasty and wicked hearts. As a result, a difficult time was ahead for the poor stepsister. "'Why should the stupid goose be allowed to sit in the parlor with us?' they said. "'Whoever wants to eat bread must earn it. Out with this kitchen maid!' They took away her beautiful clothes, dressed her in an old gray smock, and gave her wooden shoes. "'Just look at the proud princess and how decked out she is!' they exclaimed with laughter, and led her into the kitchen." They expected her to work hard there from morning till night. She had to get up before dawn, carry the water into the house, make the fire, cook, and wash. Besides this, her sisters did everything imaginable to cause her grief and make her look ridiculous. For instance, they poured peas and lentils into the hearth ashes, so she had to sit there and pick them out. In the evening, when she was exhausted from working, they took away her bed, and she had to lie next to the hearth in the ashes. This is why she always looked so dusty and dirty, and why they all called her Cinderella. One day it happened that her father was going to the fair and asked his two stepdaughters what he could bring them. "'Beautiful dresses,' said one. "'Pearls and jewels,' said the other. "'And you, Cinderella?' he asked. "'What do you want?' "'Father,' she said, "'just break off the first twig that brushes against your hat on your way home and bring it to me.' So... He bought beautiful dresses, pearls, and jewels for the two stepsisters, and as he was riding through some green bushes on his return journey, a hazel twig brushed against him and knocked off his hat. So he broke off that twig and took it with him. When he arrived home, he gave his stepdaughters what they had requested, and Cinderella received the twig from the hazel bush. She thanked him, went to her mother's grave, planted the twig on it, and wept so hard that the tears fell on the twig and watered it. Soon the twig grew and quickly became a beautiful tree. Three times every day Cinderella would go and sit beneath it and weep and pray, and each time a little white bird would also come to the tree. Whenever Cinderella expressed a wish, the bird would throw her whatever she requested. In the meantime, the king had decided to sponsor a three-day festival, and all the beautiful girls in the country were invited so that his son could choose a bride. When the two stepsisters learned that they too had been summoned to make an appearance, they were in good spirits and called Cinderella. "'Comb our hair, brush our shoes, and fasten our buckles,' they said. "'We're going to the wedding at the king's castle.' Cinderella obeyed, but wept, because she too would have liked to go to the ball with them, and so she asked her stepmother for permission to go. "'You, Cinderella?' she said. "'You're all dusty and dirty, and yet you want to go to the wedding?' How can you go dancing when you've got no clothes or shoes? When Cinderella kept pleading, her stepmother finally said, I've emptied a bowl full of lentils into the ashes. If you can pick out all the lentils in two hours, you may have my permission to go. 
The maiden went through the back door into the garden and cried out, O oh, you tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds under heaven, come and help me pick the good ones for the little pot, the bad ones for your little crop. Two white pigeons came flying to the kitchen window, followed by the turtle doves. Eventually, all the birds under heaven swooped down, swarmed into the kitchen, and settled around the ashes. The pigeons bobbed their heads and began to peck, 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 and all the other birds also began to peck, 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 and they all put the good lentils into the bowl. It did not take longer than an hour for the birds to finish the work, whereupon they flew away. Happy, because she thought she would now be allowed to go to the wedding, the maiden brought the bowl to her stepmother. But her stepmother said, No, Cinderella, you don't have any clothes, nor do you know how to dance. Everyone would only laugh at you. When Cinderella started crying, the stepmother said, If you can pick two bowlfuls of lentils out of the ashes in one hour, I'll let you come along. But she thought, she'll never be able to do it. Then the stepmother dumped two bowlfuls of lentils into the ashes, and the maiden went through the back door into the garden and cried out, O oh, you tame pigeons, you turtle doves, and all you birds under heaven, come and help me pick the good ones for the little pot, the bad ones for your little crop. Two white pigeons came flying to the kitchen window, followed by the turtle doves. Eventually, all the birds under heaven swooped down, swarmed into the kitchen, and settled around the ashes. The pigeons bobbed their heads and began to peck, 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 and all the other birds also began to peck, 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 and they put all the good lentils into the bowl. Before half an hour had passed, they finished their work and flew away. Happy, because she thought she would now be allowed to go to the wedding, the maiden carried the bowls to her stepmother. But her stepmother said, Nothing can help you. I can't let you come with us, because you don't have any clothes to wear, and you don't know how to dance. We'd only be ashamed of you. Then she turned her back on Cinderella and hurried off with her two haughty daughters. When they had all departed, Cinderella went to her mother's grave beneath the hazel tree and cried out, Shake and wobble, little tree, let gold and silver fall all over me. The bird responded by throwing her a gold and silver dress and silk slippers embroidered with silver. She hastily slipped into the dress and went to the wedding. She looked so beautiful in her golden dress that her sisters and stepmother did not recognize her and thought she must be a foreign princess. They never imagined it could be Cinderella. They thought she was sitting at home in the dirt, picking lentils out of the ashes. Now the prince approached Cinderella, took her by the hand, and danced with her. Indeed, he would not dance with anyone else and would not let go of her hand. Whenever someone came and asked her to dance, he said, "'She's my partner.'" She danced well into the night, and when she wanted to go home, the prince said, I'll go along and escort you, for he wanted to see whose daughter the beautiful maiden was. But she managed to slip away from him and got into her father's dovecoat. Now the prince waited until her father came, and he told him that the unknown maiden had escaped into his dovecoat. The old man thought, could that be Cinderella? And he had an axe and pick with him so he could chop it down. However, no one was inside, and when they went into the house, Cinderella was lying in the ashes in her dirty clothes, and a dim little oil lamp was burning on the mantle of the chimney. Cinderella had swiftly jumped out the back of the dovecote and ran to the hazel tree. There she had taken off the beautiful clothes and laid them on the grave. After the bird had taken them away, she had made her way into the kitchen, where she had seated herself in the gray ashes, wearing her gray smock. The next day, when the festival had begun again, 
and her parents and sisters had departed, Cinderella went to the hazel tree and cried out, Shake and wobble, little tree, let gold and silver fall all over me. The bird responded by throwing her a dress that was even more splendid than the one before, and when she appeared at the wedding in this dress, everyone was amazed by her beauty. The prince had been waiting for her, and when she came, he took her hand right away and danced with no one but her. When others went up to her and asked her to dance, he said, She's my partner. When evening came and she wished to leave, the prince followed her, wanting to see which house she went into, but she ran away from him and disappeared into the garden behind the house. There she went to a beautiful tall tree, covered with the most wonderful pears, and she climbed up into the branches as nimbly as a squirrel. The prince did not know where she had gone, so he waited until her father came and said, The unknown maiden has slipped away from me, and I think she climbed the pear tree. The father thought, Can that be Cinderella? And he had an axe brought to him and chopped the tree down, but there was no one in it. When they went into the kitchen, Cinderella was lying in the ashes as usual, for she had jumped down the other side of the tree, brought the beautiful clothes back to the bird, and put on her gray smock. On the third day, when her parents and sisters had departed, Cinderella went to her mother's grave again and cried out to the tree, Shake and wobble, little tree, let gold and silver fall all over me. The bird responded by throwing her a dress that was more magnificent and radiant than all the others she had received, and the slippers were pure gold. When she appeared at the wedding in this dress, the people were so astounded they did not know what to say. The prince danced with no one but her, and whenever someone asked her to dance, he said, She's my partner. When it was evening and Cinderella wished to leave, the prince wanted to escort her, but she slipped away from him so swiftly that he could not follow her. However, the prince had prepared for this with a trick. He had all the stairs coated with pitch, and when Cinderella went running down the stairs, her left slipper got stuck there. After the prince picked it up, he saw it was small and dainty and made of pure gold. Next morning, he carried it to Cinderella's father and said, No one else shall be my wife but the maiden whose foot fits this golden shoe. The two sisters were glad to hear this because they had beautiful feet. The oldest took the shoe into a room to try it on, and her mother stood by her side. However, the shoe was too small for her, and she could not get her big toe into it. So her mother handed her a knife and said, Cut your toe off. Once you become queen, you won't have to walk anymore. The maiden cut her toe off, forced her foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the prince. He took her on his horse as his bride and rode off. But they had to pass the grave where the two pigeons were sitting on the hazel tree, and they cried out, Looky, looky, look at the shoe that she took. There's blood all over, and the shoe's too small. She's not the bride you met at the ball. He looked down at her foot and saw the blood oozing out. So he turned his horse around, brought the false bride home again, and said that she was definitely not the right one, and the other sister should try on the shoe. Then the second sister went into her room and was fortunate enough to get all her toes in, but her heel was too large. So her mother handed her a knife and said, Cut off a piece of your heel. Once you become queen, you won't have to walk anymore. The maiden cut off a piece of her heel, forced her foot into the shoe, swallowed the pain, and went out to the prince. He took her on his horse as his bride and rode off with her. As they passed the hazel tree, the two pigeons were sitting there, and they cried out, Looky, looky, look at the shoe that she took. There's blood all over, and the shoe's too small. She's not the bride you met at the ball. 
He looked down at her foot and saw the blood oozing out of the shoe and staining her white stockings all red. Then he turned his horse around and brought the false bride home again. She isn't the right one either, he said. Don't you have any other daughters? No, said the man. There's only Cinderella, my dead wife's daughter, who's deformed, but she can't possibly be the bride. The prince told him to send the girl to him, but the mother responded, Oh, she's much too dirty and really shouldn't be seen. However, the prince demanded to see her, and Cinderella had to be called. First she washed her hands and face until they were clean, then she went and curtsied before the prince, who handed her the golden shoe. She sat down on a stool, took her foot out of the heavy wooden shoe, and put it into the slipper that fit her perfectly. After she stood up and the prince looked her straight in the face, he recognized the beautiful maiden who had danced with him. "'This is my true bride!' he exclaimed." The stepmother and the two sisters were horrified and turned pale with rage. However, the prince took Cinderella on his horse and rode away with her. As they passed the hazel tree, the two white pigeons cried out, Looky, looky, look at the shoe that she took. The shoe's just right, and there's no blood at all. She's truly the bride you met at the ball. After the pigeons had made this known, they both came flying down and landed on Cinderella's shoulders, one on the right, the other on the left and there they stayed. On the day that the wedding with the prince was to take place, the two false sisters came to ingratiate themselves and to share in Cinderella's good fortune. When the bridal couple set out for church, the eldest sister was on the right, the younger on the left. Suddenly, the pigeons pecked out one eye from each of them, and as they came back from the church later, the eldest was on the left and the youngest was on the right, and the pigeons pecked out the other eye from each sister. Thus they were punished with blindness for the rest of their lives due to their wickedness and malice. The End The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. <music>